maybe if we could turn to the book of Jude, please. The book of Jude. On the way over in the car from Geelong to Adelaide in the two minutes that there was some quiet, I, I had a, a great blessing in a scripture. I was reflecting on the events of this year, which I certainly couldn't go into tonight. Um, there is some plans to get myself and Pastor Jock together for a podcast. The only thought I've got there is what could possibly go wrong. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> so we might be might be recording some of the events that have happened this year, which are nothing short of completely miraculous. But on, on the way over, this scripture in Jude really hit home to me in a, in a particular way. And I just thought I'd read it by way of introduction to the thoughts of this evening. And it's in Jude 22, Jude verse 22, and it says, Of some having compassion, making a difference. I want to talk about what makes a difference this evening, and, and by extension of that, the compassion that makes a difference. Um, this year has been quite remarkable. I would say it's, if it's not the most terrifying, humbling, and exhilarating year of my life, it's certainly right up there. This talk is the first two of those things. But having compassion making a difference. The world is full of people, well-intentioned, that want to make a difference. And, and some of them in the capacity that they're able to, um, they, they try and they try hard. But I feel for them because it really is an exercise, albeit well-intentioned, that is relatively vain. How, how can people make a difference? And I, I got to witness this year in particular the difference that compassion can make in the lives of the Lord's people. Incredible difference, life-changing difference. This is a simple thought because the difference that was made in our life when we experienced the compassion from the Lord when we received our salvation, filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, baptised in full immersion of water. That compassion from the Lord that we experienced made a difference. And that difference is miraculous and remarkable. I've noted very obviously that this place at Karakalinga holds, um, it's a very special place for, for I'd say, suggest most people here this evening. It's a special place for me too now. I came in April um, to the leadership camp and I came pretty much solo. Um, it was, there, there'd been some events that unfolded by the providence of God and it was incredible um, how things came about. I, I came with a, with a hope and an expectation um, in in attending. It was really the first uh, revival meeting I, I attended here at the leadership leadership camp here at Karakalinga in April. And it made a difference because I was able to experience the truth that the Lord was here. It wasn't not to take away from, but it wasn't your love or your faith. We'll look at it in a minute. Your compassion, another word for that is mercy, to have mercy. 
it was the Lord's in you all. And I'm a big part of my testimony is that your compassion made a difference in people's lives and it makes a difference in people's lives. And the more we dive into where that compassion comes from, the greater the difference that you will make in your life to those that are around you, the greater difference that it will make in your own life, in the lives of your families, in the lives of the people you work with, in the lives of your brothers and sisters, in the lives of, of, of everyone around you. Compassion makes a difference and it's not to be underestimated. This scripture is, I'd like to put this scripture in a bit of maybe more detailed context. So it's in verse 22 that we read, and if some have compassion, or it's often translated in other areas of the scripture to have mercy, making a difference. What, what does that mean? Does it mean we just should be nicer to people? There's a much greater depth to that that involves the Lord Jesus Christ. If you, if you have a look at verse 20, it says, but you, beloved, building up yourselves in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. There's been a lot of encouragement for prayer in the Spirit. Prayer in the Spirit fuels the compassion that makes a difference. I want to explain how and why, and you probably know this, but I, I found a great blessing in it. Um, I'm going to have to quote a few scriptures for the sake of time, but um, if we just read verse 21... We read about praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. There's some connections in Scripture that I love, and it's somewhat summarized here, that results in compassion, the Lord's compassion working in our lives and among us all. We could read in the book of Romans, and I'm just going to quote these verses, it's one of my favourite, if you're allowed to have favourite scriptures, this is one of mine, that the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. God's love in us. It's there by, and it's shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. That's in the book of Romans. In, in Galatians, we're told, it's Galatians 5, we won't turn to it, that faith works by love. So praying in the Holy Ghost stirs up that gift that is within us. It builds us up in our most holy faith through the working of God's love within us by his spirit. It's all connected. So prayer isn't an obligation or a duty. It's essential that we continue in such an incredible compassion that God has shown to us all that makes a difference. And the opportunity we have to make a difference, even just at this camp, let God's love work within us, encourage us. It's inspiring. I've been inspired this year in seeing just how effectual it works. I've had the opportunity to see the difference it's made in the lives of, of many people, that, that some of which you've never met. People in England, people in Canada, People in Australia. And, and this is how it works. It's God's love working within us. 
a people, God's house, a house of prayer. And and the difference it makes is not to be understated. We heard last night when Pastor Andrew said he was going to talk about compassion, I sat there and thought, great. <laughs> but I trust the, the thoughts dovetail together. We heard about the Good Samaritan. It was interesting that um, the question that was being answered came from a position of the scribes and Pharisees who were known for self-righteousness. And, and I will tie this together in a minute. Bear with me. They were, he was, he was willing to justify himself, a trait of the self-righteous. But what stands out, of course, with the Good Samaritan, as we heard, is that the Good Samaritan showed compassion. But arguably, he showed compassion to someone that he probably might have considered, and he didn't, but he, it's reasonable to assume as a Samaritan, that the person didn't deserve the compassion. And and the true nature of God's mercy and the compassion that makes a difference is it's got nothing to do with whether or not we think someone deserves it. Because who in this room deserves God's mercy? I don't. We don't we're not entitled to God's mercy or his his compassion. That's the love of God. You know, he said to Israel, we read it in the, in the Old Testament, I will love them freely. Um, so I want to go to Revelation, uh, not Revelation, Genesis, please. If you can turn to the book of Genesis, chapter 3. I was tempted to start in Genesis and finish in Revelation, but that's been done this camp better than I could do it. One of the greatest, to quote a term that I liked in the skit, stuff-ups, in the history of humanity was Adam and Eve. The consequences that that, 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 that brought upon the whole human race is, is immeasurable really in terms of the damage that it did. And we know that the curse came upon Adam and Eve because of their disobedience. It had to or God himself couldn't have claimed perfect righteousness. God's righteous. There's a penalty for sin, and that penalty is is death. We know this. It's of our gospel salvation message. And so whilst the curse came upon Adam and Eve and as an extension of that, the whole human race, it really struck me, even though they'd done this, God had compassion on them. If you read in verse 21, and unto Adam also and to his wife did the Lord God make coats of skins and clothed them. That's God's compassion working on two people that certainly didn't deserve it. And, and whilst they, they couldn't escape the consequences of what they'd done, God's compassion was there in the form, really, that spoke entirely about his son. So at the moment Adam and Eve fell, God set in motion a plan that would see a way of escape, a restoration. Mankind, you and I, able to experience the fullness of his mercy and his grace. Because this covering required the shedding of the blood of the animals that the skin came from. It speaks of a sacrifice. 
this covering that God gave them in his grace, his mercy, his compassion to them, even though they didn't deserve it, spoke entirely of, of the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ and the righteousness that we read of in the scriptures that is a covering for sin. Robes of righteousness. And so the moment of the fall, God's plan and, and, and um, desire for salvation through his son, he immediately began to, to, to essentially show through the, through the covering, the provision of these skins that covered them. And, and of course the animals that were sacrificed, they would have been, uh, as it were, guiltless. Their blood was shed to provide the skins that covered them. That's the righteousness of God that we've all received. And, and as that clock keeps ticking, I can't go to the scriptures about it, but we read in, um, I'll quote it, we read in Ephesians about the whole armour of God and we read of the breastplate of righteousness. In First Thessalonians, that same breastplate is referred to as the breastplate of faith and love. The, the covering that comes for, and is available for those that don't deserve it, that makes an eternal difference. That's what we've got. And that's the magnitude of the difference your testimony can make. There have been people in in particular in the UK and in Canada that have been listening to your testimonies. I can't tell you the difference it's made. And, and, and I'm not here to glorify anyone other than the Lord because it's his love, his faith, his compassion that operates within us. I just get a thrill out of looking into how and why and, and faith and love at the centre of that. Part of the condition of, of human nature that was the consequence of the fall, is an immediate reaction that is more geared towards self-righteousness. One of the first reactions that Adam and Eve had was to find a covering. They wanted to cover up. For those of you that picture things visually, I give you my apologies already. But if you read in verse, um, verse 7, and the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. That really is a type of self-righteousness. People that try to cover their own sin, it's, it's in human nature, fallen human nature. And fig leaves, aprons of fig leaves, as you can well imagine, don't do the job. In fact, they're ridiculous. <laughs> Not going to cut it. And, and we laugh and we should. Oh, it's gone red. I'm in trouble. Okay. But that's the nature of self-righteousness. It's absurd. And yet as we read, and maybe some have experienced this, I have, the nature of those that fall into the trap of self-righteousness and what typifies it is the opposite of compassion. It's meanness. It's judgmental. It's harsh. It's the exacting nature of the law. It's hypocritical. And it's not our fellowship. And I, I rejoice in that greatly. Right, we've got to move. At Titus chapter 3. And I guess what I wanted to particularly emphasize tonight is I think it's possible to understate, underestimate, 
the difference with the compassion God has given us in our lives, the difference that it makes. And the difference that it can make, because there is a greater potential within us than I think any of us have fully realised. That's why times like this, to, to draw aside from the world and seek the Lord in the Spirit and, and be uplifted in our most holy faith is so precious. Titus 3 and verse 3. For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving divers' lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another, the nature of the flesh. We shouldn't forget that. If we ever forget that, we could veer down a path of self-righteousness, and that's just not pleasant for anyone. But after that, the kindness and love of God our Saviour toward men appeared. That's Jesus. Jesus is the kindness and love of God our Saviour. That's who he is. That's who we know. And through that new creation life that has been given to us when we were born again, that's what we experience. And, and when I came to the leadership camp, that's what I experienced. And I grew up hearing a saying, those with an experience are not at the mercy of those with an argument. The experience that we have in the spirit, that, that we have here in this place where the Lord is, that is the power of your testimony and mine that makes a difference. We've got to finish in Second Peter chapter 1. I'm worried about a trapdoor in the stage. I was assured there wasn't one, but you never know. We'll finish in Second Peter chapter 1. There's a list here that, that builds up and edifies and increases, um, and, and I don't have time to go through the whole list. It, it speaks of adding to diligence, faith and faith, virtue and virtue knowledge. And, and that list accumulates in verse 7 into godliness, brotherly kindness. The brotherly kindness, charity or love. For if these things be in you and abound, they make that you shall be neither barren or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, in, the, in knowing him. But he that lacketh these things is blind. We lose our vision if we're not built up in our most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. It's impossible to lose that clarity of vision of what the gospel's all about, the kindness the compassion that makes a difference, is blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. To be reminded that all of us are here by the grace of God because of the sacrifice that Jesus made and the shedding of his blood. That makes a difference eternally in our lives. 